0: The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's, The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at
2: McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba-go!
3: And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.
2: That's what this was. He, he just basically put his name out there. He's like... Yeah, I won the fucking Masters by fifteen strokes, but fuck all you guys. The US Open, it's a really hard tournament. I'm gonna fuck you up too. I don't know any way to put it other than that.
4: Sorry, Patrick.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I was (laughs) just staring at Matt and Tommy and they were laughing, (laughs) too. Not if it was
4: historically accurate, but I'm just here for it.
3: These are the tales of golf past, as you've never heard them before. Our guests tell stories blending historic rounds on and off course moments, memories of personal catastrophe and elation, and yes, alcohol. I'm Jer. I'm
2: Proy. I'm Joe. And
3: And I'm 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 Megs. We do the work. You tell the story. These are the Lynx Stories.
2: tie book and these are my friends i'm tom matt and we are going to tell you the story of the 2000 us open
4: tiger woods at bevel beach i assume we're trying to keep this like pg to pg 13. no you're good say um, whatever you want nope yeah, i've been wrong <laughs> terrible love it though. we didn't know what level we were going to so we just came prepared immediately 10.
2: <laughs> 10 right away all right boys so, state of the game. We had official world golf rankings. Tiger was the number one player in the world at this point. He had already won a Masters. Obviously, obviously had won his um, his amateur titles, um, and was just an absolute stud. He, you know, came in second at the '97 Pebble Beach Pro-Am, I believe, and is recounted as saying this is one of his favorite courses in the world. Um, Number two in the world at that time was David Duvall. Colin Montgomery was number three. Davis Love III was number four. Mickelson, five. Hal Sutton, six. BJ Singh, seven. And then his playing partner in the first couple of rounds, Jasper Partovic, was number eight. So that just gives you an idea of where we were as far as the, the world of golf goes at that time, right? So, Ooh. I mean, Tiger was already at the top of the list. And there were a lot of question marks about what kind of US Open player he was gonna be because the US Open, as we know, and it's, it is Tommy's least favorite major because the USGA just kills it.
4: So Tommy, talk about that. Well, it wasn't garbage yet. But on, you know, on our podcast, we've talked about how big of a joke the world rankings are. But you know, when you have more than a double points average lead on the second place, it doesn't really matter how they calculate it because you are just clearly the best. <laughs> and no one can mess with you whatsoever. Uh, yes, I mean, obviously it is well documented that the US Open is the worst major of the four, only because the USDA is bullshit. Okay. They like to think that they are above everyone else. And so they're like, we're gonna take the greatest players in the world and make golf play on concrete. And that's how we're gonna make people, That's that's what people wanna see. They wanna see Phil, you know, Putting a moving ball, and they want to see Jordan Speith, or no, I'm sorry. They want to see Dustin Johnson 3 foot from 12 feet because there is a little literal crabgrass in the way of his putt to, to send it into a playoff. Because that's what people enjoy to watch. Everyone knows it. They're so right. They're infallible and, you know. We should really just bow down in front of them because they have the largest penises in the world. So, (laughs) all right. Well, there you go. Everybody.
2: That's that's how Tommy and uh, the pull the pin podcast feels about the US open. So, let's get back to telling about why tiger was amazing that week. Um, A couple of little side notes about that tournament. It was the 100th US open, which was pretty awesome. It was also the year that Payne Stewart passed away and he would have been the defending champion. So. Uh, Payne Stewart, 1 in 99, tragically passed away in uh, 2000 before the tournament. And before the tournament started, they had everybody hit a golf ball into the ocean. I think there's a name for the bay. I forget what it is. Monterey Bay. Monterey Bay. Monterey Bay. Thank you. So they had all the golfers hit a ceremonial tee shot into Monterey Bay. And along with all of that historic, just. Aura, it was probably jack's final open and it was it was his 44th open um so you had jack nicholas playing in his 44th open you had tiger woods playing in an open that he they're hoping he just dominates because he's what's best for the sport um the ultimate passing the torch exactly yeah that's i think that's the coolest part about it there i mean there is some great footage of this tournament because it was in 2000 it wasn't like you know the uh it wasn't like the '80s or early well, '90s. Jack's last, not Jack's first. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I mean, you can you can check out a bunch of great footage. Um, so we go out on day one, and the conditions are optimal, right? I, I mean, they just come out the gate, and everybody's playing really well. You see, Tiger though, just plays what everybody would call a flawless first round. I don't. I think he had a bogey. He's a bogey-free first round for a 65, 6-under. Six and the closest guy to him was 5-under, which is uh, crazy at a U.S. Open. Right, Tommy? As as we talk about, that's that's just not how it goes, right? Like, uh, my guy, Miguel Angel Jimenez, was, was in second at minus 5. And then John Huston. Is it Huston or Houston? I, I don't know. Like one, of, one of my friends eric uh went to one practice round of a pga tour event and followed miguel the whole way like from the the practice tees all the way through and i was like why would you do that there were so many other good golfers He was like i couldn't look away man it was amazing the guy was just he was just the essence of cool like he he definitely is the Dos Equis guy, right? Like yeah. he is the most interesting man alive. <laughs> and and uh, I said, well, why? Like, tell me. He's like, dude, he like would walk off into the trees and spark up a cigar and just smoke for like two or three minutes while his other players were like hitting balls down the fairway. And this is a practice round, so I don't know if he does it during a regular round, but like, then he'd walk up, ask his caddy what he should hit. Pull the club out and swing like there was no warm up. No, nothing. Just (laughs) pop it off the cars walks to
4: the fairway (laughs) gone. Right? He might drink skinny girl margaritas. But I mean, he's still the He's still the rich man's job.
2: Uh, guys, anything to add about the 1st round? I mean, Tiger was flawless, right? Like, what about the guy
0: I read? I I, I think I read something about there was some, like, local favorite
1: guy who hadn't played in 21 months who ended up in 4th place.
2: Bobby Clampett.
1: Bobby
2: Clampett. Bobby, yeah. Bobby Clampett. Yeah. I mean that. That's. That's why the U.S. is so cool. Tommy, we can we can talk about Mike here. So.
4: Bobby Atkins, who works for me, he is a former PGA pro, about to become a PGA pro again, or get his PGA card back. Not a tour member, but a you know some guy you'd see at your country club, teaching lessons, selling merchandise. Uh, made what I believe was the 76, 77, 79. 79, 79 U.S. Open. You know, throw at Harrisburg Country Club, you know, capital of PA, makes the makes the U.S. Open, plays a practice round with Gary Player, shoots 80 in the first round. Everyone loved it. He had one kid asked for his autograph. He said what his name was. He said, never mind. You know, it was, <laughs> it was a life-changing experience for him. And, you know, he, he actually came out, I mean, he always downplays it because he's like, "Oh well, I shot 80 in the first round." He came out and shot a respectable score, was, like even like even par, I believe, in like the second round. But uh, I mean, it is what's crazy. I mean, you know, random amateurs, random PGA professionals, just can make their way into this. You know, you know, Latin. Amer- I know they have like a Latin American Tour qualifier now, or La- Latin America, not American Tour, but Latin American qualifier now, and and you know, Asian Tour and all this stuff. So. Entire stripping, so that's great. Um, so like,
1: it's gun get, gun show.
4: Gun you can show. get you can get you know random, not random. Obviously, people have earned their way, but you know you get to see people that you don't see on a week to week basis on the BGA tour make it and occasionally make some noise, which is fantastic. And I mean, speaking on like Tiger, you know, they're saying it a one shot lead, but the difference was everyone went out and basically careered it. He went looked like he was out for a, a Tuesday round with his buddies drinking six pack of beers. And he was like, Oh, by the way, yeah, I shot sixty-five of Pebble today. Like, no big deal though. I mean Yep. It no, could have been better, honestly. You know? that's, a, that's a great point, Tommy, right? Like didn't
2: make any mistakes, but didn't like throw any crazy eagles or anything on the card. And that I, I mean that speaks to a great story from Marco Mira talking to Johnny Miller. So in the practice round They were playing and Johnny Miller like saddles up to to Marco Mira as they're, you know, playing in the practice round the day before the tournament starts. And he goes, how's the kid hitting it? And Marco Mira looks at him and he goes, that kid's the greatest player I've ever seen. Like, he doesn't miss. And I mean, this is word for word from this documentary. And, you know, it talks about like, he's like, he's going to break every record that there ever was. And then Omira talks about later in that in that documentary. He's like, Johnny Miller comes on, you know, and he's like, it's like hole 14 on day one. He's like, I wouldn't be surprised if he wins it and breaks every record. And and poor Sansy's like, dude, that's a really bold call. You know, he's he's 25. Like, are you serious? And you know, uh Sansy even put it later, like in that interview, he's like, he may have understated it because that tournament, just like what Tiger had to actually endure, um,
4: and you and made just, the point, Ty. I mean, multiple people under par. I think that's a huge story. Is after one round, yep. they were playing what seemed like a fair golf course, and it's six under, five under, I believe. Third place was three under. So you know, yep. people were in the same area code, but were not for really. long. Yeah. Not for
2: long. One of the one of the big things that you see from reporters from that was that they all mentioned that it looked like tiger could do that over and over and over again that it wasn't difficult and everybody else got those conditions and went after it and actually played okay but with tiger it just seemed like he was playing his normal game which speaks to a great comment from Roger Maltby in the in that documentary where he says jack and you know jack was this much better than everybody else and I'm I'm doing exactly what he did in the documentary. Is this much better than everybody else? Tiger was this much better than everybody else.
0: So I I'm gonna I'm gonna add on to that. Ty, I was hesitant to, to add this, but I'm going to. Um Roger Mulpe Some was actually my coach in college. Uh I, I played college ball for a couple of years, college baseball, that is. And uh yeah, Roger's son was actually our assistant coach, nicest dude in the world, a really just incredible mentor to me, one of the nicest people I ever met. Uh I actually talked to Roger on the phone uh about a week ago, just you know, checking in, seeing what's up. And I, I had to ask him, I said, Roger, what were you what were you thinking when you said uh, you know, it's just not a fair fight. Obviously we're we're on to the second round now. And he and he talked about it in the documentary, which is I he he goes if I said what it was really on my mind, it would have been, what the fuck is going on here? you know, <laughs> this is just ridiculous. But, you know, it it, Ty, Ty had it exactly right. Tiger, you know, Jack was, uh, was a great player, statistically the best PGA Tour golfer of all time. Wins, second places, third places, you name it. But if you're talking about, you know, the best golfer of all time, it's Tiger Woods because Tiger was –
4: that much better than everybody else tiger did this without track man without launch monitors like that man was fucking dialed like to a level no one else was and he didn't need computers to tell him he's just that goddamn gifted where he's like yeah i have a 78 yard shot that's like a 62 percent 60 degree for me (laughs) like it was just like no one else was on that level, like everyone was like, "I know, I know, I hit a seven iron, a hundred and sixty-five yards, and I guess from there." Like, that is really like was beyond comprehension for anybody else. I mean, though, that that was
2: the second round, right? Like, that, the that was the second
0: round, and, and uh, I'd yeah, say I, just, he, I he he knew it. That Raj knew at that point that that tournament was over, and Tiger was going to win by a million, and. There was nobody that was going to stop him and and what? tommy's exactly right um you know in that day and age the nike reps that that fit him they used to talk about how tiger would have you know six or seven different wedge sets and he would pick he would pick between each single wedge set which was his favorite he would pick you know a, a gap wedge here and a lob wedge here He he wouldn't just go you know now that they have CNC milling and every wedge is the same, they, he would pick between six or seven different wedge sets. All
2: supposedly made the same. Yeah, all supposedly well,
0: made the same, but each were different.
2: Yeah. I also, I also saw an interview with Tiger where he talks about the fact that he would use the same wedge for two tournaments, basically. So um, loving loving the grind, loving the, you know, just everything you get out of a fresh wedge. Like, I, I mean, Tommy, you, you're going through it right now. You just got new Adele wedges, and you're watching them spin a whole lot, and you're like, holy fuck, all right, okay, they're spinning a lot. You replace your wedges way more than me. I'm, I'm playing wedges that are six years old. Like, guys are giving me a hard time about my wear pattern on my wedge because, like, dude, you need to get new ones. The um, difference between
1: a common man golfer and a pro golfer that gets free equipment every tournament.
4: Well, I mean, that's what's crazy sure. It's like Tiger was beyond his time with that. I mean, you talk about the average tour pro, they, they go six weeks, about six weeks, or, you know, with practice, with rounds, before they replace their wedges. And to be fair, you know, they're hitting, you know, wedge is a wedge portion of their game is something they're practicing often, but, you know, they're, you know, they're hitting thousands and thousands of balls. So Tiger was, you know, six times more proficient with replacing his wedges than even current day golfers, um, which That's is awesome. amazing and i mean if you're talking about how precise this man was he was like so far behind beyond his time equipment wise with how demanding he was i mean you talk about the tw irons now there were so many renditions just getting the curvature of the toe right getting the amount of bounce on a seven iron which no fucking human being thinks about except for Tyre woods you know <laughs> i mean like i'm bryson
1: now i mean
4: yeah, i freaking fit people for clubs and people are like Sorry. What bounce should I have? And I was like, it doesn't matter. You shoot 110. But like <laughs> <laughs> I've never met you before. How did how did you know that? <laughs>
2: you are my guy, man. Let's let's hang out. If you're gonna stay in Central
4: PA tomorrow, let me know. My kids are at the in-balls. Let's hang out, dude. You are you are my guy. Um, I'll be there. <laughs> but I mean, the guy was beyond his time in every way, from fitness to equipment demands to literal it's literal play i mean what we're about to get into in the second round just is just unbelievable
0: i want to go back to raj for just one second i i asked him straight up i said raj if tiger and jack played in the same era who would have been the greatest golfer of all time and he goes tiger before i even finish the question tiger and, and it's not even close he said jack knew how to win but tiger is Tiger. I mean, he would have waxed anybody ever that ever played and it wouldn't have been close.
4: And I know it's a generational thing, but think of it this way, right? How many people were really trying to make the PGA Tour when Jack and Arnie were were like great? So it was probably fewer. And then there was more people starting to be like, people were like, I'm going to gear my child towards making the PGA Tour. And then Tiger literally shit on all their dreams. And then, <laughs> and now today, though, it's like, People are like, well, why don't we have another Tiger? I'm like, I don't know because we have junior tours nationwide that are gearing 12 year olds to become the next Tiger Woods. And now you have like Jordan Spieth winning three majors by the time he's 25, and then goes nowhere. I'm like, yeah, because there have literally been 50 Jordan Spieths join the tour since Jordan Spieth was Jordan Spieth. So I mean, we got to go into round two. It's very short before round two. Without, okay. Tiger, <laughs> the, without Tiger, there's no Brooks, there's no Dustin, there's no oh. Gary Woodland. Guys, oh, we're pure fucking athletes. Gary Woodland was a college basketball player that his yep. way on the PGA Tour. That doesn't happen without the freak athleticism of Tiger Woods. No athlete would even consider golf, really. Like, true physical freak would consider golf until Tiger. And now we're on the round two. Okay, so, round so... two uh, starts, and
2: it's... <laughs> It's not an ideal start for anybody in the lead. Um, there is a fog delay, so the, everything gets pushed back. I think it was fog, I'm pretty sure. He doesn't get the tee off to almost 5 o'clock. As he's about to tee off, Jack is finishing the 18th hole. Um, so it's, it's literally a passing of the torch where um, Jack, you know, says he's not going to make the cut. And... Um, Tigers about to tee off, they ask him about it after the round and they're like, Tiger, did you know about. Jack, you know, finishing up and he was like, yeah, I would have loved to be there, but I had. Bigger things to take care of <laughs> and sure enough, he does he goes out and he gets about halfway through his round. I, th- 14, I think whole 14 is when it concluded. Um and and the weather conditions definitely stepped up a little bit but um Christ that's terrible. Can anybody help me out here? I think he finished on hole 14.
1: That sounds right.
2: Um and the crazy thing about hole 14 was it was getting so dark that uh, the announcers were like, "You know, I'd pick up here and come back and start." It was a hole that like less than 20% of the field was hitting the green. It was a par three, 200 yard par three. And, uh, and Tiger and Parnovic and all the guys in his group decide to play it. Um, he hits the ball on the green, not the best shot. He's got like 35 feet for uh, Birdie, and the horn blows right after they hit the shot. And the announcers make it very clear that, you know, he doesn't need to hit this putt. You can barely see. They can come back tomorrow, they'll mark the balls, and Tiger makes a comment in an interview later that he, had, he felt like he knew the greens, felt like he didn't want to come back and hit that putt after they rolled them and mowed them, and walks down and knocks down a 35-foot goddamn miracle,
4: yeah. which… <laughs> Rumors say that in the dark, it was 60 feet, but yeah.
2: In the dark, it might have been, but it was 30. I think it's like 37 feet is. The yeah, actual. but in the dark, it
0: might as well have been 60 feet.
2: Exactly. Well, and that's why I said, it's a goddamn miracle, right? Like, <laughs> fuck. Um, give me a break guys. Um, he had so, some- not our <laughs> so knocks down this putt. It's just stupid. It's not an easy, but it's not a no brainer. But, um, all the announcers are giving him a hard time for even attempting the putt and uh and and you know walks walks himself in sure. and has to complete the round from gosh, darn it, I think it's fourteen, okay, and then comes out the next day, and the joke is that it's basically cartoon time back on the east Coast when they're you know throwing these ridiculous like six a m start times out at Pebble Beach on the west coast, so like you know, you're, you're talking like everybody on the East Coast is like, fuck, yeah, I get to watch golf at 930
4: instead of one. And, and he's on the range, and it's ass crack of dawn. He can't even see Ass the, crack of dawn, yep. And you can't even see the ball, but because he's the living track man, he's like, I had that like 92. <laughs>
2: Stevie, that was 76%. All right, so we we move into the third round. Um, that was the first time. Well, we don't move into the third round. We move into the completion of the second round where he comes out. On hole 14 or 15, Tiger scuffs his ball and throws it to a kid in the crowd. You get to 18, and Tiger, who's been playing brilliantly through the first two rounds, no issues. I mean, no issues. And... He hits a ball into the ocean. I mean, just I, I, the 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 scene and if you watch the YouTube video, there are bleeps everywhere. And Steve Sands goes, well, that's explanation enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, obviously, shooting. everybody in the world thinks, well, Tiger's going to read T and hit it. Stevie reaches into the bag and realizes they only have one ball left. Because he threw the ball to the kid on 13 or 14, hits this ball into the ocean, and didn't realize that Tiger had pulled three balls out of the bag to putt earlier in the morning, right? So he's sitting there like, Jesus fucking Christ, Stevie is just sitting there, Jesus fucking Christ, I'm going to lose my goddamn job. So, oh, Siri just picked me up. Was
1: really- She's worried about you. <laughs> yeah, so
2: he obviously, Stevie's like, well, I mean, it's my job to make sure there's enough balls in the bag. The clubs are all there, everything. So he knows he's in trouble. So. Tiger hits this ball into the ocean and Steve goes, why don't, why don't you hit an iron down there? And Tiger goes, what the fuck are you talking about? The way I'm playing, I'm going to hammer one and just tease up the last ball in the bag on 18. Little does anybody know that if he pounds his ball out of bounds, he, he's disqualified. And he he hits a good one. And the the film of Stevie is phenomenal. I I mean, honestly, if you, if you go and look at some great footage of a guy that is literally about to shit himself or puke, find Stevie Williams Orp. Orp. on the 18th at Pebble <laughs> Beach on day three.
0: Imagine this is like, I, I know this isn't legal, but imagine he looks at Jasper McFuckface or whatever that guy's name is, <laughs> and he just goes,
2: Oh, oh it's part of it. Don't be oh, me. There's no,
0: there's no Jasper
1: part of slander on this podcast.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, there, is,
0: there is slander because he wears his hat like an ass. Imagine he picks up one of Jasper's balls in the fairway and goes, God, these balls suck. Like he's the kind of player that would have done that
2: kind of shit. Like you know you would have. The original Bryson.
4: These golf balls suck. Yeah. Right.
2: <laughs> so anyway, long story short, Tiger Tiger finishes the hole, and I, I think ends up bogeying, um, and finishes eight under for for the tournament. Um, which puts him six above uh, the next players, which would be Thomas Bjorn and Miguel, our our boy Miguel on El Jimenez. So we we walk into the third round, which is like eleven hours later. Like he doesn't get to tee off again for uh, I I. It's not eleven; it's like six or seven. <laughs> but, but, so goes out to to start his third round, and the elements really start to become a factor, right? Like. And if you talk to Tiger or have seen interviews with Tiger, Tommy talks to Tiger all the time. That's one only reason I said it. So <laughs> interviews with Tiger have, have always said that he loves when the wind starts to blow because it separates the you know the men from the boys, so to speak. Tiger right? from, from everybody else.
4: Men. No, the direct quote, which is much more accurate, it, not in terms of the what guys you, who fake it, the guys who fake it can't make it. In the wind, okay. And I just made that rhyme. That wasn't direct quote. I lied. But (laughs) you are a rapper, brother. But hey, Duke the dog. That's coming later in the podcast. Just give me one more. Give me one more cramp. No, we
1: can't wait for. We can't wait for that.
4: So, Christ, I can't. No. So the. I mean, the idea being like, you can thin a ball. You can catch one a little heavy, and when there's no wind, you can get away with it. But once that wind starts blowing, if you're not pure in it. Just and there's a reason why one man finished under par by the end of this, so yep. I mean,
2: he went out and just put on a clinic. Uh, I mean, they they talk about it regularly. He had a triple bogey in round three.
4: Um, three, number three, but we talk about this on our, our podcast. We have a lot of people ask us, How do I break 100? How do I break 80? I'm like, Well, you can't. You can't three putt. You can't hit, get any penalties. And you can't double chip. Well, Tiger decided to fuck around and triple chip on, <laughs> on three, makes seven, and still shoots 71. But in true Tiger fashion, he starts laughing and he's like, ha, ha, I'm still Tiger fucking Woods, so you're all screwed. That's so fine. <laughs> it definitely wasn't number three to me. I will fight you. You're wrong.
2: <laughs> for, the, for those listening at home, Tommy and I are about to get into a fist fight. Well, get in that fist fight, we'll be right back and we'll continue round 3. Just Hey-o.
1: Oh, this is <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You're up. All right. So, I think Ty's going off to take a piss or grab another drink, hopefully doing both. Uh, while he's off, let's all, you know, reload and go to the quack cooler uh Quack Golf is the official sponsor of the Link Stories podcast and all the Stories Pods. Uh we love their shit. They are uh delightful lads from Dublin, Ireland that is for you morons at home. Uh they wanted to make some golf apparel that uh it's good looking, affordable, nicely cut. I'm wearing one of their polos right now and it makes me look jacked. So uh you know, we like that. Um
2: you look great. You, you, the, look uh, nah, you look great, Patrick. It looks <laughs> awesome.
1: They've got a new gear drop coming, I think, in the next couple of weeks. So uh, we're pretty excited about it, and you guys should definitely check them out.
0: Promo code and the spell out real
1: quick. Oh, yeah. So Quack so, Golf is yeah, spelled K-W-A-C-K, you... golf.com. Uh, we've got a promo code, stories15, S-T-O-R-I-E-S, 15, at quackgolf.com.
0: When you use that promo code stories fifteen,
4: you get fifteen percent off on the new website.
1: And there's a fifteen
4: percent chance you look like Patrick by the end. Of the
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a good Patrick.
4: thing. Well, we get, it's we not a good. turning to round three, a triple <laughs> on the third hole, you fucker. So anyway, are we are we on to round three? Where where were we? Let's go.
2: So, uh, hole three was the triple. Yeah, hole three was the triple. So. Triple bogeys, hole three, round three. Make the comment on the broadcast that he he hurries a bunch of shots, but then is smiling as he knocks in the triple bogey. And they're like, wow, he it just doesn't look like he's upset about it.
4: Well, remember, there was a Chili's 0.5 miles away from the course. So. Oh, Perkins. <laughs> Perkins. Come on, it's not Chili's, it's Perkins.
1: Sorry, that problem. Problem. You fucks. Man, it's class Perkins has class
2: class. <laughs> well, I, I mean, the, the crazy <laughs> part about that is the, the elements that day are terrible, right? And he just goes out and chooses the 71, which is a 1 up. Is that even there even far um,
4: even. Yeah, far Meanwhile, everyone else
2: would have literally gave their left left testicle to shoot 71. Exactly. Uh, He he has a triple bogey and somehow pulls an even par out of his ass. If I have a triple bogey on hole three, I'm most likely shooting. And and I'm a three handicap. If I have a triple bogey on hole three, I'm most likely shooting
4: 84 or 85. If I had a triple bogey on hole three, I would have already been six beers deep. Before um, I hit my tee shot on four. 100% chance.
2: (laughs) So... They, they end round uh, round three, and Tiger is eight under for the tournament, and he is 10 shots past everybody else. Ernie Els is plus two. Padraic Harrington and Miguel Angel Jimenez are both plus three. And Jimenez. Phil Mickelson and Jose Maria Alazababa. Al- I never could say his name. I one, Al- Jimenez. Was plus four. <laughs> Austin and Westwood were plus five. So he's 10 shots in front of everybody and ready to break the record of, oh, excuse me, break the record of um, strokes, winning winning by so many strokes. A mere 48 hours ago,
4: there were multiple people under par.
2: But they exactly.
4: were faking it. Yeah. But yeah. apparently they were faking it.
2: Well, I mean, and it's crazy. Like, they talk about, like, The end of the 2nd round, like him finishing that 2nd round and the. The, you know, the, you can see the elements start to rear their head and then he tees off on his 3rd round and it's like full blown. You can see the white caps and he's just off and running. Tommy what? (laughs) What you dirty bastard, what are you laughing at?
0: <laughs> Nothing of your concern, Uncle Ty. Shut the fuck up, continue. I can
2: tell you, <laughs> you're drinking water, aren't you, Matt?
0: <laughs> Matt,
4: are you drinking water?
0: I plead the fifth and Tommy's exactly right. He
2: speaks, it's when all Mandy over the, the internet. When
4: did Mandy rear her head?
2: <laughs> so we have to call Amanda? <laughs> we have to tell Amanda that you couldn't make it through a whole podcast? Motherfucker, <laughs> we will never, ever get her on. <laughs> yeah, what, worse? I, I went to high school with Amanda baliotis. We'll just put it that way. That's what's up. Whoa. That's
4: what the fuck is up.
1: <laughs>
2: it is what's up. They get sweaty. <laughs> Can't get her to respond to a message, though, so I apparently wasn't good enough. <laughs> Whew. Anyway, <laughs> all right. So let's move on to the final <laughs> round. We, we don't, we don't need to, we don't need to go too deep here. Um. Anyway, um, so we go into the last round and, uh, tiger is 10 strokes up and. The, the big thing there is. The broadcasting agents are worried that they're going to lose viewers, right? Because Tiger's just blowing everybody out of the water. Right? Like, He's up 10 going into Sunday. And uh, another great Roger Maltaby comment is, after the round is over, and, and I'm not trying to skip by anything, but there's really nothing to talk about because he was just that good, right? Um, they, they asked Tiger, you know, what his goal was. Did you want to break the record? Did you want to win the tournament? And his answer was, I just didn't want to make a bogey all day. I wanted to, I wanted to make sure I parted every hole. Literally the most
4: badass.
2: Yeah, I mean it's just fucking stupid, right? Like Roger Maltby on the on the Maltby, you fucking asshole. he he makes a comment full blown like everybody who thinks that we were all playing on the same level on the same playing field. This guy was worried about not making a bogey instead of breaking all the records or winning the tournament. His goal that day was to not break, was to not make a bogey. Like, how how different is that from every other guy in that field? Like, I mean, we're talking about pebble in the wind, fucking terrible conditions. I mean, there are guys that are sitting there going, Christ, I just wanna make sure the fucking ball's in the fairway and Tiger's like, I'm just not going to make a bogey.
1: Like, <laughs> fuck you,
2: Tiger. Fuck Roger, you, Tiger. Like, I love you, man. You're like my favorite golfer of all time. But
0: exactly. Rogers talked about this before. Like, everybody was playing for second. Yeah. Yep. And Kevin Kisner said it best. And they they pay a lot of money for 20th. They <laughs> a lot
4: of money for 20th place, baby. They paid $300,000 no to get second. So, Ain't I mean, no hobby. But, hey, yeah. I mean, on a serious note, I mean, we've been drinking or whatever, and like we've, we've, we've moved through this, but like this is the perfect example of how Tiger was built different. I don't care what sport you play, whether it's golf, baseball, basketball, whatever. Every coach preaches, don't let them hang around. Don't let them back in the game. And what does he do is he comes out and his mindset is, I'm not going to make a bogey. Mind you, he could make six bogeys probably and went and walked off into the sunset, win the 100th US Open, which is so poetic because Tiger is the historian of golf that he is. And that's why he's so excited to come back to play the 150th British Open this upcoming year. But mind you, like this guy is just built 100% different. We hit on it with the putter, we hit on it with the equipment. This guy has a 10-shot lead. He could play fucking left-handed if he wanted to and win the US Open. (laughs) I'm not going to make a bogey. I am literally, I'm going to give you such little chance. I'm going to make you go shoot 57 to force a playoff against me. That's how I don't even think build. it was 57. I think it was better than that. Point being, you would have to shoot the greatest, literally the greatest round in golf history at Pebble beach in the US open. Regardless, I mean I mean fuck 59s get thrown up in Hawaii every fucking single day, apparently on the PGA tour. But 50, <laughs> but they're gonna throw up a like a fifty-six at Pebble Beach, and then you might get a playoff. That's how that man was just built fucking different. Tommy mm-hmm.
2: That's why I don't like fucking John Rom. Mm.
0: You watch your mouth there, woman. You
2: whore, you Spanish whore. <laughs> He he never pulls away. He's always right there, right? Like no, no. Ty, me. Ty, I agree with you
0: there. That's why he'll never be Tiger Woods, but that's why Tiger is Tiger. We'll never see
2: another Tiger. But I still say, I, 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 I no, I agree, I agree. Like I don't, I don't think that John Rahm is a bad player. Like that's never what I've said. You got like I just he's not my guy, right? Like. I don't appreciate the, the volcano aspect. He's the greatest player in the world right now. Hands down. I'm not fighting that. I'm not fighting you guys on that. I just <laughs> want to see him run away. That's all. I want to see him run away. Once That's What I was saying anyway. though, it's like,
4: Tiger was playing with with Tiger was Randy Johnson pitching against the Lancaster barnstormers. Okay. Like, but. Nowadays, John Robbins is pitching is the Red Sox pitching against the Yankees it's just harder to just like it's always, it's,
3: always it's, winning to you do the win.
4: same thing that that tiger did it's what makes it so amazing it's cuz he was so far ahead of his time like bullshit it's bullshit no momaday is- runs away with tournaments yeah. when he wins them you can't tell me yeah. the competition level is not so much higher now than it was 20 years ago and 40 years ago and even
2: more. That's so- not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is there are guys in the PGA who run away with tournaments. Anyway, anyway, Tiger ends up missing the putt on 18 on whole, on on day four. To- <laughs> <laughs> to break the all time single US open record for scoring. He does tie it and ties the or he breaks the um winning uh strokes. He won by how many strokes, Chris. I'm sorry. I'm fifteen fifteen strokes, Ty. He won by fifteen yeah. it's a record actually, Ty, in case you didn't know. Right. <laughs> I understand that he won by 15 strokes I was trying to put it more elo- eloquently than that um, he, he broke the record for most strokes winning I guess anybody somebody anybody uh, you're, you're good you're good, good, he good was for the most um score. but but missed the pot on 18 to set the record for lowest score ever um the the score that he beat was from 18. 18- I'll see, Some odd the margin margin the number victory, that man. they didn't even have <laughs> golf in the United States. Old Tom Morris, uh, mm-hmm. the the uh, biggest margin of victory at a major. Right now, it's
4: incorrect. He tied the scoring record at twelve under. He beat Old Tom Morris's margin of victory by three shots. You fuck, get it right? How many have you had? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All right, set set the scene, 2018th Green at Pebble Beach. Has a putt to win by a mere 16 strokes. Mind you, he has 25 feet, which is about like a 13% chance make. But what does he do? He hits the putt. Everyone is ecstatic, only for it to miss about a foot high and five feet pass, because Tiger's just not clutch enough to do that, all right? And like, no, no, no. It's, it happens to the best of us, all right? We can't all be that great at golf, and, you know, Tiger learned the hard way, that he can't do everything right, only to have five feet back to to make par on a par five, which, I mean, for him is a bit atrocious, but at the same time broke the margin of victory record by three shots. So that is exactly how it happened, and it comes straight out of the book of Genesis.
2: (laughs) You're Ubering home, right? This. This tournament is by far maybe Tommy's least favorite, but the world's most favorite because there are opportunities to enter it outside of being Tiger Woods, right? So, you know, you you talk about the movie Tin Cup, right? Which is obviously not a, a, a true story, but there are opportunities for guys to make themselves eligible for it. And that makes this tournament a ton of fun. And that's why you follow amateurs and see if they can be anywhere near it. And it's also why it, it, it's just beautiful, right? Like, it's so hard. And if I were to be the guy that somehow found a way to make my way into that tournament and just obviously flop, Terribly,
4: I still it's made it more or less because open. That's a possibility. <laughs> Go ahead, Tommy. I just asked if your eyes would be more or less open than they are now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a blast. It's
2: <laughs> but what Tiger did is just unheard of. To just uh, and and <sighs> Matt's guy Roger put it so eloquently... It's not a fair fight. It's just not a fair fight for him to be able to hit a seven iron from 205 yards because it was, in his words, a flyer lie. I'm going to move it up in my stance and I'm going to swing out of my fucking shoes and I'm going to put it tight. That motherfucker is the greatest golfer of all time for one reason and one reason only. Nobody else has the balls to fucking do that.
3: There you have it. That is the story. And these are the Lynx Stories. Was it 100% accurate? Yeah, that sounds right. Follow us on Twitter at the Lynx Stories. Also, see all of our inebriated storytelling podcasts as part of the Stories Podcast Network at the Stories Pods on Twitter as our guests rewrite the past across various sports. Alcoholic drinks are consumed voluntarily by our guests at their own discretion. Please drink responsibly.
0: Now, I, I want to add this.
2: But Matt, that's how I wanted to end the podcast. I don't care
4: what you want, Ty. I, I
2: understand that, but, but here you think. No, no, no. no. Patrick liked it. He liked it. He liked my end of the podcast. Don't go he, he, no. he, he, he did. The
0: King. We've got like six different endings to the podcast. I, I do, I do want to add this because this is like, holy shit. So, April 8th, 2001. Tiger was the current champion of the Masters, PGA, British Open, U.S. Open, the Players, the WGC. It's Eleven uh, titles, isn't it? NEC twice, Bay Hill twice, Memorial twice. It's Eleven, Open. right? Then, then he won the next WG, WGC NEC, the next Bay Hill, the next Memorial, and the next Masters. Like it's not even—it's it, not even
2: close. He needs another hobby, honestly. <laughs> like, He's that guy. He's the guy who turned the game into you better fucking work out or I'm gonna fuck you up every week. That's that's what this was. He he just basically put his name out there. He's like, Yeah, I won the fucking Masters by 15 strokes, but fuck all you guys. The US Open, it's a really hard tournament. I'm gonna fuck you up too. And I don't know any way to put it other than that.
1: Sorry, Patrick. <laughs> that I, was good. I was just staring at Matt and Tommy and they were laughing too. So.
4: <laughs> because. What He's, else is new? A lot was wrong in that statement, but God, the energized boy.
1: None, <laughs> none of was it was
4: historically accurate, but I'm just here for it. I'm done. I'm fucking over it. I'm over it. I had a great time. I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no more way. Shout out, Tiger. Shout out Perkins! <laughs> what a great night we had. Thank you for the tr- true links for having us. <laughs> I'm sure this is either their best or worst episode. Has yet to be the I'm I'm
2: going with worst.
4: <laughs> and <laughs> God damn it, is Tiger Woods good at golf? How well, before before we
2: get to the second round, yeah. right? Let's let's talk about. A simple thing like there is a an amazing Instagram post and documentation of the sweet spot of Tiger's putter. Yeah, the, I'm gonna that the man that. Damn. actually <laughs> left a wear mark on his putter, the putter that he won all those majors with. Fourteen to fifteen, fair. Thanks, Get it. but fourteen <laughs> of the fifteen, fourteen of the fifteen majors. The wear pattern on that putter. Jesus Christ. Like, I mean, that's insane. He, he is just a different breed. Tommy talked about it really eloquently about the fact that he was just ahead of his time as far as fitness. I mean, John Daly talks about it regularly. There's, there's this great story of Tiger coming in and Daly and him playing in the same tournament and Daly's like, Tiger, we're about to go out and get some drinks. Like, why don't you come with us? And and Tiger looks at him and goes, Daily, if I had your talent, I'd go drink too. And Tiger goes to the gym and works out, right? Like, I mean, there's there's a guy right there who, even though he is probably the best to ever swing a golf club, never took it for granted, right? Like, I mean, you don't get a wear pattern on a putter like that just putting in tournaments. I mean, the man hit a million putts
4: with that fucking putter. That's all it's you use uh, to uh, on Tiger Woods is. I mean, you think about how low impact a putter is. Like it's one thing to get a uh, on a driver or an eight iron or even a wedge. Talking like, about you
3: don't, you, don't,
4: you don't get a wear pattern on a putter by accident. That the fact that it was dead fucking center because he's the best to ever do it. The fact that he hit a million putts because he was not gonna not be the best to fucking do it. And I mean, it just speaks volumes to who he was as uh, as a competitor Ty, ty listen to me i've ever
0: told you the steps on how you can suck my ass step one suck my ass
4: <laughs> look this is drug history it doesn't have to be right It just god damn it be... matt i've sucked your ass <laughs> enough leave me alone don't put that and, in my ass <laughs> it's and it. they've officially just said they're in their chat right now they're like yeah we're not airing this. <laughs> Get these guys Basically, off the we're podcast. Playing, we're, we're playing yeah. all the other podcasts that we want to have you, on. If, yeah.
0: if, you if you value, oh, your, I, your I show, have your sponsors or anything, don't air this. I i do want to give a, a quick shout out to Gary Woodland because my girlfriend, so I, I took her back to California for the very first time. She had never been west of Ohio. But uh, uh, for those who don't know, Pebble Beach is a public uh public land so you can walk the course no matter what uh so we walked uh 18 17 and 16. and so of course she's seen the 18th green i could show her where gary woodland made that putt to win the u.s open granted he needed the two or three putt to win but he made an impossible putt so shout out gary woodland so back to tiger continue Tiger. <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah, man. I'm in. Are you kidding we'll, me? We'll you
1: have a baseball basketball. podcast too? Yeah, 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 yeah. We do they do all sports. The Wait,
2: am I right about that? You guys do all sports?
1: Yeah, we do uh yeah. we do college football, college basketball, fantasy football, hockey,
4: uh, baseball, yeah, golf. <laughs> oh. They're all oh, oh, my no. God. this is the, I'm yeah, kidding, the right? best podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> Also, pull oh, the pin and Lancaster a It's a great a... golf. <laughs> there you go. Yeah,
1: plug it, plug it. You know, we
4: you know we got everything you need to be confident on the golf course. You know, custom fittings, lessons, the best damn apparel. You know, if you can't win in your foursome, you can be the best dressed, and we help you do that here at Pull the Pin in Lancaster, PA. Be confident. Hold the pin. Patrick,
0: <laughs> ben and Joe, I understand this won't be on video, but like
2: Tommy's trunk.
0: Here you
2: go. Team PTP. Nice there. There is no better. Fitting institution in Pennsylvania. I mean, it's down. University level. Damn. What's
4: that? It's like on a university level right there. What's up? Well, it's, it's the goddamn
2: <laughs> truth, man. I, I mean, people that use TrackMan and have the amount of skills that Tommy and his staff do. Um, I nice mean, I, I'm
4: including <laughs> Matt of all people who see her. <laughs>
2: I'm a, I'm a good golfer. I'm a much better golfer because I hang out at that store and make them let me use the bay.
1: <laughs> you guys want to plug your pod one more time?
2: Yeah. Yeah, uh please uh check us out at pull the pin podcast, at pull the pin on YouTube, or at PTP 2021 on Twitter or at the Painted Lines on YouTube as well.
4: Of course, we shoot this podcast out of pull the pin, our fitting center here in Lancaster. Um, pull the pin link is our Instagram, pull the pin link is also our Facebook page. Um you know, we talk about everything on the on the Pulp pin podcast from betting advice, which I think Ty's about to hit two winners in a row. So there, you there you go. Um, <laughs> for the two weeks I decide to not bet um, and not listen to Ty. He hits winners because he's a fuck. Um, so uh, Pulp pin podcast, we talk about that. We get the golf tip of the week. We talk about things, you know, our favorite things about golf, our least favorite things about golf nowadays. Uh, like I said, we shoot it out of the store where we do custom fitting. So, if you're in the central PA, Maryland, New Jersey, Delaware area, no better place to get fit than pull the Pin. Um, got everything from. Fitting for drivers, woods, putters, whatever irons to your everyday golf essentials. So be sure to check us out. Pull the pin link on Instagram. We're very, very active. And, uh, we appreciate anybody who's willing to check us out.